0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Asian Unfiltered, from a different
0: lens. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Asian Unfiltered. It's Charlie here. And for today's episode, I'm really excited to play this interview with the... L.A. Times food columnist, Jen Harris. I've been following her for probably a little over five, six years. And she really is in that same line of Jonathan Gold, where she's the Angelino that puts L.A. on the map in the whole world as far as for the variety of food. But before we get into that, I want to thank my sponsors. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The Masters is here. NBA and MMA is also here for this time. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Also, another new sponsor of mine is k It's time to make your outdoor experiences better with Kanon. Kanon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, and stronger. Also, Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. Use the exclusive code KANONCAST15 at kanon.com to receive 15% off on your first pair. That's K-A-E-N. O-N-C-A-S-T, the number 15. K-N-O-N, clearly better. So, yes, uh, Jen is such a humble person. I actually got a chance to watch her on Spectrum TV. Jen is just one of those multi-topical, talented writers and producers. She's put in work with the LA Times for the last 10 years. And, like I mentioned, she is the food columnist. So, I'm really excited to talk to her because... I want to give someone like her her flowers now. Keep putting this girl on the map. She's learned. She's a fantastic host. I think she carries herself very demure, but at the same time, you feel her presence. We cover a variety of topics in this interview. Everything from stopping Asian hate, obviously talking about food, but also the upbringing of being a mixed child. So I present you Jen Harris of the LA Times. Thank Great. you so much for for doing the pod, and I want to give you your flowers definitely for everything that you're doing for Los Angeles. <laughs> you know, Thank you, you. you're putting us in the good blast as far as for because I lived in New York for a little bit, and it, you know the snobbery.
1: Oh, the East Coast he, is
0: terrible, you know.
1: Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Yes.
0: And 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 thankfully, with the internet, you know, um, like content creators and, and editors like you can put something together and go like, "Hey, man, you know, um, we have our own thing going on here," which is great.
1: Yeah, I hope so, and and it's really great. I, I've I've been saying this is the best food city in the country for a while now, so it's it's nice that um, people around the country, specifically on the other side of the country, seem to be uh, agreeing with us. So that's very
0: good. But did it take a while for you to think that, or did you automatically think that?
1: I mean, I, I grew up here. I'm I'm from LA, and um, I've always thought that. Uh, but i you know, but most of my life, I've been eating like in the San Gabriel Valley, and and kind of, And I have a family who loves food, and you know, we drive around to different places. So, um, you know, for a while, I've been eating the best food in LA and Thai Town or or whatever tacos or whatever. So I, I've thought that for um, as long as I can remember. So.
0: But, but do you feel like I, I saw one of your Instagram posts, like your, your grandma, you ate a Bacali, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you feel a lot of it has to do with you being half Chinese? Because I know your parents are very open-minded. I've read that in doing research, mm-hmm. but I, I'm half Chinese and my dad is a big, giant, hot damn snob. Like <laughs> they're very critical of food. And, I, mm-hmm. and, and I learned, I just met my dad's side family, probably a good 10 years ago and I realized all the siblings were like snobs oh no this peking duck is not good this peking duck is good you know do you think a lot of that did you get to experience a lot of that on your Chinese side oh yes um my, my
1: grandma when when we go to a restaurant um she is quick to critique it or quick to say that her fried rice whatever insert the dish here tastes better um so so uh definitely I think uh there's a lot of that when, when we do go out to eat as a family, for sure.
0: And then with, the, with your parents, though, it seems like um, there were the very few ahead of the game as far as for palate. Maybe you could share kind of like, was it intentional? Would they drive? This is pre-Yelp, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but would, would they just drive out and just, hey, I see Glendale, they might have a good basmati rice there. Let's check it out.
1: Yeah I, I think they're just uh, adventurous in that way. Um, and it was always kind of like an event to go out to eat like we'll you know we'll get together as a family and and drive to a different neighborhood to try something to try something new. Um, but yeah, it was just something fun for us to do on the weekends together um, and, um, and I'm lucky that I had uh, that I have uh, parents and, and grandparents too, who, who value food and, you know, spending time together and, and trying new things.
0: But, but you're, you're, um, I'm a lot older than you are. So like, as far as for growing up on the millennial side, did Mm -hmm. did you still feel like, Hey, you are half Asian or you are half white? Like, was there any, um, not necessarily racist experiences, but something that's, uh, exclusive growing up? Um,
1: You know, I, I, I always felt Chinese, like Chinese, uh, and identified with my Chinese side of the family. Um, And also, I'm just closer to them, because they live closer. Um, And so we ended up spending a lot more time with my mom's side of the family. Um, But I feel like if I experienced anything, it was people you know, people just saying like, "Oh, you don't," but you don't look Asian, or you don't, or you don't really look Asian, or you know, your eyes are too big, so you can't be Asian. Uh, you know, so it was more, <laughs> it was more people kind of accusing me of not being Asian enough, um, or you know, I've I've had I've had um, colleagues who would argue with me about you know I was working on a Chinese New Year story a while ago, uh, and another Chinese American writer was working on the project, and I and I had. Uh, him kind of make some comments to me uh insinuating that i was not traditional chinese or i was not chinese enough um so i I feel like i've experienced some i don't know if you want to call it discrimination or uh, experiences like that um but it's it's mostly on on that side of things
0: but but growing up would you ever just go you know i'm just jen harris man (laughs) you don't have to put me to to box a or box b i mean sometimes i mean because that's the thing when
1: when usually when people meet me, they do ask like, what are you? Like, are you, are you half, are you half Asian? They always ask that. And so, but I guess it, it didn't, um, it doesn't really bother me because I, I am half Chinese and I'm very proud of that. Uh, so I feel like, uh, I've, I've actually never thought like, no, just, just call me Jen or, or, or it doesn't matter. Um, cause I, I am very proud of my, my Chinese half. So. Uh,
0: did, did, did a lot of, uh, your relatives on your mom's side had to go through, um, I guess they would be baby boomers at this point, but did they go through a lot of strife in, in migrating over here or were they all first gen already?
1: Uh, no, my, um, yeah, well, my mom, my mom was born here. Um, but you know, and she, and she has, she and my grandparents have, have experienced, um, obviously some racism and discrimination, uh, for being Chinese, um, And, um, you know, and I I think even my mom, uh, you know, my dad is white and Jewish and, and she was not immediately accepted by his family, uh, you know, um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, they've, they've had their own struggles, but my, I mean, my grandma is very hardworking when she came here. She, you know, my family had, um, liquor stores and, uh, they, they lived in Chinatown. They worked in Chinatown in, in downtown LA. Um, and they just kind of, had their own started their own businesses and worked their way up and um to being successful and now my grandma owns some property that she's had for a while and you know but it, it was it was hard for them but um they made the most of it
0: and and when it came to like your mom meeting your dad was it was it a big matriculation of thought like oh she's with some caucasian now
1: you know uh Not that I know of, Uh, as far as I know, my mom's family has been very accepting uh, of my dad. Um, uh, So if there was anything like that, they just didn't tell me, (laughs) but but yeah, as far as I know, no.
0: Now, um, when you, I I was looking up that you were also writing um, movie reviews. Was it pretty quick for you to go, you know I'm gonna drop movie reviews, I'm just gonna stick to food at this point while you are going to school?
1: Uh, I you know what I think maybe in college I might have written a couple, a couple entertainment stuff yeah um, but I I don't think I've done that for a very long time and um, I think that was more of just I was assigned that was that was an assignment oh, okay. for me yeah but for me uh, I've all I've always wanted to uh, focus on food and restaurants and chefs and just um just the, just the restaurant industry in general.
0: Do, do writers have like a particular influence like? You know, with rappers like, oh, dude, I rhyme like Jay-Z. I'm like a biggie guy. But but is there a certain writing style that you had to, that, that you kind of copied, not more mirrored or inspired by, then you had to move away and develop your own style?
1: I don't, I wouldn't say copied uh, because I think it's impossible to copy these people who I, I grew up reading and just loving, admiring. Um, Jonathan Gold was obviously mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone who I, I looked up to and I was lucky enough to work with for a time. Um, and I just, I, you know, I, I read him in LA weekly and Gourmet and, and the LA times and, uh, just thought that he was fantastic. Um, and, uh, MFK Fisher, uh, who was a fantastic food writer. I actually have one of, one of her books on my desk right now. Um, but yeah, just, uh, uh, writing about the experience of food or food as an experience. I think both she and Jonathan did that so well. Uh, and, and that's something that I continually try to emulate with my own writing.
0: How was, how was your friendship like with Jonathan Gold, the late great Jonathan Gold? Um, he
1: was just a really smart, generous person. Um, you know, he was the restaurant critic uh, uh, when I was the deputy food editor. Um, and we worked together for some years and, um, he, he was just incredibly kind and so smart. Um, and you know, my favorite thing was when he would just kind of come in the office and walk over to my desk and then say something like, you know, like out of the blue, you know, (laughs) I'm thinking about buying a kimchi fridge. (laughs) Then we would just talk for (laughs) an hour about that. And, you know, and, and, um. He he just was a delight to be around and um, and yeah he he was the best.
0: Did you have to go through like wait I have to talk to him instead of looking at him as a mentor? Hey we're peers, you know was there like a period that you had to? Oh to I never
1: I never felt like we were peers. I was always um I was always looking up to him uh, and kind of starstruck by him. Um but and I considered myself very lucky to have worked with him. Um but. Yeah, no, I think I, I think I always looked at him as like, wow, I, get, or you know, I think I always kind of pinched myself when I was talking to him or when he actually, uh, we went out to dinner uh, with my grandma and my uncle, and we went to a Chinese restaurant, and he was incredibly gracious and kind to her. Um, uh, I mean, at one point during dinner, she turned to him and said, Jonathan, you know, I don't know why you won't say it, but McDonald's has the best coffee. And I just I was just died, you know, I just died laughing. I was like, oh my God, this guy is probably like, oh my God, your grandma, she's so crazy. But then, you know, at the end of dinner, he said, All oh, right, that's great. Well, you know, when can we go out to eat with your grandma again? You know, he was uh yeah, he was he was the best.
0: And Jonathan didn't get to experience any of your uh, of the snobbery from the family then. Well like, no I This mean, honey walnut trip is mm, it's okay, but thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to
1: remember where we where we took him to eat. But yes, my grandma did have some thoughts on um, the kung pao chicken, which she says is uh, the key to to uh, knowing if a restaurant is good or not, is if they can make kung pao chicken. So um, I think she thought theirs was a little subpar, and she did let him know that.
0: <laughs> because uh, there, there there could be a line of uber respect coming from Jonathan. And then there could be like a, uh, almost like a mentee type thing where your grandma could be like, well, go here. I know you write food, but go here. Mm-hmm. and, and, and and with Jonathan, I had the privilege just to meet him. Like he was very kind and relaxed, but the last thing I wanted to do was talk to talk about him with food. But, you know, sometimes the, if you're a consumer a rabid consumer, like yourself, you just can't help, but you know, pick his brain or suggest you know over suggest oh.
1: oh yeah for sure but i was always nervous when i suggested anything obviously i was like what if he hates it or thinks this is terrible or or thinks you know these other three places have a way better version um but but then i realized like he wasn't he was not super judgy in that way you know and he he appreciated your time and um and whatever context you could bring to whatever we were talking about so i i became less uh anxious about suggesting things to him um uh, as I knew him a little bit better.
0: Did you, did you experience like an economic product life cycle as you're learning more about the depth of food and culture? And then you pushed away from like McDonald's and Taco Bell. And then you realize, you know what? Taco Bell's dope. If I'm, (laughs) it's 2am, I'm stoned or I got liquor in me. It's the only one open. I'm going to get Taco Bell, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I honestly, um, I never knock something because it's fast food or because it's a certain price range, uh, you know, or because it's mainstream. If something is good, it's good. Uh, so if we're talking about like the Crunchwrap Supreme at Taco Bell, that thing is good, regardless of who you are or where it comes from or how much it costs. Um, so I'm not one to uh, to say, oh no, I, I'm, I'm never gonna talk about fast food or I'm gonna say it's bad just because it's fast food or because I've eaten that Vespertine. Now all of a sudden I can't appreciate um, you know, anything else. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, uh, for me as a, as a neophyte to the food scene, I I, I think in part, well, my biggest fault is like, Oh my God, what, why did I eat that? But then you realize, you know what, this is just good. It's just, yeah. Good.
1: Yeah. It's like, did you enjoy it? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Then you know? that's, you know what, then that's reason enough to eat it. That's great.
0: Well I feel like you know with with Anthony Bourdain you you almost as a fan you feel pressure to like oh I got to be like this guy and I got to eat something exotic like this guy or some even someone like Andrew Zimmern like Andrew Zimmern like type food and 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 I went through this whole process of just denying the commercial stuff you know but, but do you see that with the, with your fellow food writers where you see a change in them and they go oh I think they understand the art now so they 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 can just enjoy anything
1: um, I hope so, uh, I, but I, I do think there's some kind of like judginess when it comes to like food and, and what someone deems worthy um, and, and worthy of your time, worthy of writing, you know, worthy of being a subject matter to write about. Um, but yeah, but I hope that uh, fellow food writers and colleagues get to a point where they're like, okay, I can appreciate all these things equally and that's okay.
0: Does it, does your brain change? Like with musicians, when I play the guitar and then when Mm -hmm. I go to keys, my polyrhythmic patterns are completely different, but for you, does it change to go from writing to on-air talent?
1: Um, I guess. Yes. Uh, I think it's just maybe just using different skill sets or, but I think both are kind of rooted in uh, trying to be comfortable with yourself and, um, having some sort of finding a way to be confident in what you're doing, whether it's, whether it's writing or, or talking to someone on air or hosting something. Um, I, I think they're different, but also kind of, kind of the same.
0: Did Did you find it that you were a little bit more loquacious when you got behind the mic versus with writing, you almost have to be more precise or was uh, yeah. it? Yeah. Or-
1: I mean, yeah, I think so. I, 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 but I also think you know some of the video stuff we're doing at the Times is just kind of more laid back and and more fun. Um, I mean, they let me host a show all about fried chicken, which, which, which you know. But, but in, but in terms of like the research that goes into it um, and how seriously we took it, I mean, I would say it's just as much as when I'm writing an article about something. I want we wanted to make sure that we were uh, featuring. Um, something and someone and a dish that would be interesting to people that we were doing it in a way that was respectful, uh, that we got our information correct. Um,
0: so, um, yeah. But when, when it comes to, um, researching you, you can put in Jen Harris chicken. It's a lot easier to get a hold of information because there's, I don't know if you're aware there's a, there's a singer named Jen Harris. And then there's no. an actress named Jen Harris, exact same spelling too. Oh,
1: I, I know about the actress, which is she is why I have two underscores in my social media handles because she already took Jen Harris. So I definitely know about
0: her. Right, so it, for for the listening audience and people are gonna see this, it, it's a lot easier to do research on your projects if what Jen Harris chicken, then it'll lead you to all the rest of the other food products. Did you ever reach out to her and go like, hey, I'm the other Jen Harris. <laughs> Can no, I, but I, I comp, actually think that'd be
1: funny. You know, yeah, no, I, you know what? I never did that, but I actually think that'd be really funny. I should, I should be like, Hey, if you're ever in LA, I'll take you out for some, for some fried chicken and see what happens.
0: Right. And then she'll be like, well, you, you, you can go like, well, when's the last time you put out an album? Okay. So therefore I, exactly. I, I think I, I think it owned this yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to brutalize the, the, the name of the restaurant, but you had this a sandwich um, episode. Is it Gumbage? Gamboge. Yeah. Gamboge. Right. Like Uh in in Lincoln Heights, are they still open and operating?
1: Yes. They Yes. Last time I checked, they were still open and operating Um, and uh, doing a lot more than sandwiches too. So um, yeah, I I highly recommend them for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I'm happy to see like content like that, because if they're in a predominantly Latino community Mm -hmm. and they're getting embraced, you know, um, without trying to be political, I wasn't a big Trump fan, you know, uh, it would have been so bad if, if, if to hear news about like them vandalizing the restaurant and hearing like racial slurs from like the Latin community, but which I think what, where we're at now enveloping and embracing others cultures, you know? Um,
1: yeah, as far, yeah, as far as I know, nothing, nothing like that has happened there. Um, and, um, that the community has been um, supportive. So, which, which is good.
0: I have this theory that I need your input on. I, I feel okay. like if, if you're from California, you are honorarily Mexican just because how much Mexicans have <laughs> affected the world, right? You know, the tortilla wrap, the taco. I, I've, I have i was in, I was at Singapore and Philippines and Asia a few years ago. And it's like, everyone's in utility of the taco now. And a lot of people are in utility of the burrito wrap and I feel like, yo, I'm from LA and it's like, yo, man, that's, that's a little bit of us too, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, depending on how you look at it. Yes. Um, but that's so funny because when I think the last time I was in, uh, London, Mexican food, and I put quotations around Mexican food because I think their interpretation of it there is, is different, but, um, uh, was kind of gaining in popularity, and I was I was seeing certain places putting uh, tacos on their menu, which um, on their menus, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think tacos, burritos. I mean, I love Mexican food. I grew up eating Mexican food around here. I um, I go to I uh, go to Mexico to eat Mexican food. Go to Mexico City. Um, <laughs> so it's I mean, it's it's just uh, it's fantastic food. So it's no wonder that everyone. Uh, wants to eat it and try to make it
0: did, did you grow up in the alhambra monterey park area ish uh when i was
1: very little yes and then we moved to pasadena
0: okay pasadena is a really mm-hmm. good city so that's a it, it can be sleepier than what people think because you know there's the old town part in the 90s where everyone was getting shit face plopping their face on the floor mm-hmm. uh, on colorado but that's a great area um padma La- I can't eat. I'm going to brutalize, but like watch me, watch me. Right. Like she grew up in Duarte. Do you think if she were to explore the San Gabriel Valley now, you think she'd have a little bit more reverence for the food scene out there? She hated it yeah, from what I've seen from her interviews. So
1: I actually didn't know she was from Duarte. Um, well, they and- moved. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know she was from California. I, I had no idea and I, and I didn't know that she wasn't a fan of the food scene here. <laughs> so, so I would like to think that um, if she were to spend some time eating around the San Gabriel Valley, that she would enjoy it. I mean, she should enjoy it, um, but, but we've had, I mean, I don't know how old she is, but we've had great restaurants there forever. So I just, I want to know where she was eating before, where she, where she, where she didn't find any good food.
0: Right. Well, she's, I guess her family moved to New York first, then to Duarte. Mom still lives in Duarte. And then she moved back to New York because I understand I lived in New York for a little bit too. I love that, you know, um, busy lifestyle, but I just feel like, you know, someone like that should really experience the true 66, cause she's missing out, especially living there, growing up with Filipinos and Latinos uh, throughout high school, you know?
1: Yeah, I, and again, I don't know, I've never heard her saying, I don't know her personally at all, and I've, I didn't know where she was from, and I've never heard her talk about food here uh, in any way. Um, but yeah, I'd like, I'd like to think that um, she should be able to find some good stuff here.
0: Did, did you grow up in a fairly integrated uh, lifestyle in high school?
1: Well, I I went to an all girls Catholic school in Pasadena called Mayfield
0: Mm. senior Mm. school,
1: um, which was not uh, super diverse, but it, but it was. um, And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had, I had friends uh, with families from all over. So, but my, my best friend, uh, Laura was actually from Indonesia, uh, Chinese from, from um, Jakarta. So, yeah, but, but, but yeah, I, I, I feel like I I was fortunate enough to meet and and become friends with a lot of different people in high school.
0: And then what kept you, because it seems like uh, you have um, such a wide appreciation for culture. What kept you in LA? Because I would think like you'd you'd be living all over the map. (laughs) Um,
1: uh, Money partially, just because I feel like it's expensive to, to live in other, I mean, it's very expensive to live here. Um, but you know, and also my family is here, uh, and I and I love that I get to see them. Um, but I also just love Los Angeles. I, I love living here. I love growing up here. I, I love all the different ways to experience the city, especially through food. Um, but yeah, because I, I was at UC Irvine, and then I went to USC for grad school. And but par- partially, you know, maybe if I would have went to college or grad school in another in another state or city, but that was you know, it was, it was very expensive to do that. So I decided to stay uh, stay closer to home um, just cause it was more economical for us. Um, but yeah, but I, but I do love Los Angeles though. And, and now if given the chance, uh, I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, it would, it would have to be some crazy job opportunity or something for me for me to move. So we'll see.
0: What's your relationship like with your sister and is she still here in Los Angeles also?
1: yeah my sister lives uh here um uh she lives in l a uh great i I see her every week uh she she's really great she is actually a therapist who specializes in eating disorders um so yeah so um we both kind sort of work with food um obviously very different spec- uh ends of the spectrum
0: um but yeah she's great you you could be the bad you could be the devil on this shoulder and you remember her to, to go see my sister after you eat shit, all the shit. I food mean, and- I, I mean,
1: I, I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like to think of eating anything as bad, but I can see what you're saying. Yes.
0: And, and how is that like her, the, the way she, um, sponged up your upbringing and that's where the food really pointed her towards it, it was that or,
1: you know, I, I don't, I don't think that's what it was at all. I don't want to speak for her, but um, sure I think she, she just uh really liked uh psychology and wanted to be a therapist and help people. And she ended up, I think, getting, um, a kind of like internship that was at a place that had to deal with eating disorders. Uh, and in her career, I get it's also good to have kind of like this, this, um, niche that, that you're in and have a specialty. So I think that's what kind of brought her to that, to that not necess- I don't think anything about our upbringing kind of pushed her into, uh, working with, uh, eating disorders at all.
0: Right. Uh, we're going, we're going to go a little left here. Um, you know, uh, I, with all everything that's happening with the elderly Asians, they're being attacked right now. Um, can't believe I've even saying it while smiling, <laughs> like it's such a serious topic. But um, and I need another reaction to you. I was really upset, pissed off, and at the same time, I couldn't understand why other minorities were attacking minorities. And 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 I think um, which is bad of me to anticipate, maybe someone white attacking an Asian because they're the dominant culture, but To see Latins and Blacks primarily hitting up the elderly Asians really pissed me off and got me angry. Um, Maybe I can get your reaction first, but why do you think minorities from oppressed cultures are oppressing other people right now?
1: I don't even think it's that. I think it's just that people are oppressing other people right now. I think think that this kind of nationwide surge in hate crimes and, and bigoted rhetoric, uh, is coming from a place of fear, uh, and, uh, it, you know, people are scared and they're upset and they are looking for other people to blame. Um, it it does not help that, um, COVID, uh, is associated with China that people, some people refer to it as the China virus, you know, that, that, that for sure does not help, um, the situation. And, and I, and I think um, this stems from people being angry and, and scared and, and looking for someone to blame.
0: But what do you think is, I wouldn't say solution, but how, how do we work on having people not have that anger? Do you think it's, it takes the vaccine and and, and the economy going back up to ease up on Asian people or well, what do you think is going to happen to improve Society right now, and their impression on Asians.
1: I mean, I, I do think that the vaccine and the eco- the economy bouncing back will just help the world in general in terms of people, uh, in, in terms of putting an end uh, to these hate crimes and this racism against Asian people. I think it's the solution is really education. You know, is is just being aware of different cultures. You know. Not looking, not having this monolithic notion of Asianness, you know. Um, realizing that not all Asian people are the same, um, you know, and 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 kind of um, just no, you know, and making that differentiation, and you know, and I and I think just educating yourself about Asian people and Asian culture. Um, Will all and and that's but, but you could say the same for any culture racism against any culture. I f- I feel like um, it stems from a place of ignorance and not knowing and and not not putting in the work to know. So I think that we all need to do some work to to educate ourselves about other cultures and especially about Asian cultures.
0: Uh, like what's a good example? You mean consuming the food, uh, friending Filipinos, going to Macaulay? I, you know.
1: I mean I. I, I mean, I think any little bit helps, um, you know, kind of coming to grips with your own racial biases that you have um, and, uh, you know, but I, and, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I've seen some memes where it's like, uh, I wish you loved us as much as you loved our food. Uh, you know what I mean? Cause I, I feel like people do like to say, oh, I like Chinese food, um, but then they can turn around and be racist against totally. uh, Asian, Asian people. Um, so I don't know if just eating the food will necessarily, uh, help, um, uh, but just kind of, just kind of, uh, looking at yourself and, and why you're making these assumptions about people and, and, you know, second guessing why you think something or why you think something about someone, um, and just understanding that you never know what's happening in someone else's head. You never, you never, you're never going to be able to experience something from someone else's shoes, um and just kind of being more self-aware uh, I think can help.
0: Or were you guys a little bit more uh, guarded about your grandparents and your mom when these um, mediated attacks were starting to come out?
1: You know, I was definitely afraid, uh, but my, I mean, my grandma has been staying home. Like that that really was like her first time out of the house. Um, like that last week. Uh, she's been home for like over a year, just, you know, because of the virus and she has health conditions. And so um, I, I knew she was at home and safe, which was nice. Uh, but, you know, I have I have friends, I have a friend of mine, a Japanese American friend of mine who was assaulted at the grocery store, uh, was mm-hmm. pushed at the grocery store um, and someone made a, um, someone called, anyway, it, it was bad. But, and, and this is just recently in Studio City. So you know, I I'm, I'm I definitely uh, worry about my uh, Asian friends and 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 family. Um, it's just it's just it's just hard to believe that that's happening right now. Like you you see the video of that woman that who was assaulted in Manhattan while the security guard I mean the security guard literally just shut the door on her like that right. like that to me I couldn't I mean. I just can't get. That's not. It's just. It's just crazy to me that that's happening. It's. It's honestly crazy and very scary.
0: How. How old is your friend? She
1: is fifty. Uh, she's oh, in her mid
0: fifties. Oh, she's so she's still young. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes, she's still very young. Yeah.
0: And she's not ethnically mixed.
1: She is. She's half Japanese.
0: Oh, okay, so she mm-hmm. may not even look fully Asian, but she still got attacked. Yes. Wow. Well, well, I'm hoping, uh, you know, that it's people like you and I, you know, even though I'm in a smaller network that we have to, you know, just speak about it and and people like you at your, your strata in, in the media, you know, I really appreciate you being on spectrum. I, you were a guest, I think a couple of weeks ago and you spoke about like, you know, AAPI and the movement. And I think that's a good thing that, um, we need to keep speaking and then acting on it, you know. But 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 back to the more positive stuff. So thank you. How do you like uh maintain your health since you try so much so many different foods? Like, do you literally like if there's ten wings, do you only take one bite, give the assessment, boom, you're done? But I that's I see- criminal.
1: That's criminal with wings. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I yeah. I saw that episode with Valerie and Joe and then you guys were getting down. So, like, what well, what do you do? Do you, do you like pop in like uh an emlodipin <laughs> right before you, you do something or you do a press and then okay, here we go. Ten wings. Let's get down. Uh, I
1: mean, it it depends, it depends on what I'm eating. Um uh you know, and, but it's also like balance. So I'm like, okay, if I'm not working, if I don't have to eat these 10 things for work today, maybe I can eat a salad for lunch. You know what I mean? Or or I try and make sure I'm eating that's like fresh vegetables. I, I mean, I try and eat as many vegetables as I can, um, all the time. Uh, but, um, yeah, sometimes when I'm working all day, uh, it's, it's pizza and fried chicken and uh-huh. uh, burritos and and all these amazing things that I'm so fortunate to get to eat and I'm in no way complaining but then the next day i I say okay today you're gonna eat a salad for lunch and maybe some roasted broccoli and and, and you're gonna be happy with that so I think oh. yeah just uh, everything in moderation and and I try and balance it out with with some veggies
0: well was there like a a playbook that a producer taught you of like hey man I've experienced working with like food hosts and this is what you need to do? Or is that something you just had to do on your own?
1: I, I mean, I think that's just something I I, uh, I don't know of anyone who has any sort of like secret or playbook uh, to help with that. But because like the truth is like, if I'm shooting something where I'm eating a whole lot of uh, deep fried food that day, which I eat all the time, but if it's like in excess, like I'm gonna have a stomach ache, I'm gonna feel sick later. And there's kind of just no way around that. Maybe I'll drink some hot water or something or, lay down but but um some sometimes uh you do feel very ill at, at the end of the day uh and that's just kind of the way it is.
0: Is there a dominant food group that you primarily eat? I know you mentioned chicken pizza and burritos but is there like a dominant one that you primarily ate when you you guys were younger growing up
1: oh Chinese food
0: oh, um okay yeah all, all kinds of
1: Chinese food and, and dumplings um and scallion pancakes um but yeah, probably Chinese food.
0: Yeah. But how is their palate now? You're meaning your parents have they, I mean, they're fairly open-minded. So, but has that changed or is it still Chinese food at this point?
1: Oh, I mean, they, I mean, they eat everything, but, uh, I also, um, I don't like to waste anything. So if I do go to a restaurant and have to order many things, I'll, I'll bring it home for them to try. So they've actually tried, I think they've, pretty much try everything i've tried uh, because, because i bring because i bring leftovers home um so I, I mean i they love everything but i i feel like in the last 5 years maybe they've kind of veered towards uh, middle eastern food like uh, lebanese food israeli um, yeah my my dad is a big fan of kebabs and and hummus so and and iranian food like tadig and and all the stews that they have so
0: yeah. I live in Glendale. So we have quite oh, a nice. bit of that. Yeah, totally. Like I I'm totally snobby when I was in the Philippines and people were try, trying to take me to like this Persian restaurant. And I'm like, dude, I hope you know who you are taking. I've lived yeah. in Glendale for like 15 <laughs> years already at this point. So you're not yeah. going to impress me. So, well, well, I think that that's amazing that, um, that you do share, but does crew go sometimes like, Jen, why didn't you fucking share that chicken wing with us? Like, does your camera? Oh,
1: I feed, oh, you should talk to them. So Cody and Yadi are my videographers and producers and editors, and I feed them very well. Even, even if I have a photographer come on a shoot with us or something, I always make sure everyone is fed. We take a break so the crew can eat. Um, I don't order for them, I, t- I ask what they would like. I mean, I do order things that are like, you really should try this, but I'm like, what else would you like? So, uh, no, I definitely feed everyone. Uh, well, whenever we're on any sort of shoot.
0: And what do you feel about like, you, I mean, Phil Rosenthal is like the new God, right. But how do you feel about <laughs> him? Like giving like his crew? Well, I think he, uh, two his out brother, of the, his brother, right. Two out of his the brother, three are Richard, like siblings. Yeah. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? Cause I love that, that, organic moment where it's like, dude, you got to have this. j fi has like a bunch of Thai food and it's like, he's welcoming other people. But how do you feel that uh, about the crew? Did, did you have to reshoot anything because you were so generous with the crew in the moment?
1: No, I mean, first of all, I love Phil Rosenthal. I think he's amazing. Um, I think his show somebody feed Phil is fantastic and everyone should watch it. Um, it makes me wanna travel and eat things. Um, but I also like that he is so overwhelmed by how fantastic something is that he he cannot help himself. He has to shove it in your mouth immediately. Um, and I feel like I do feel like that uh, sometimes, um, but I don't think, I feel like we either edit that out, but also like, also just cause most of the filming we've been doing has been during COVID. So I haven't been like sticking my fingers uh, in other people's <laughs> mouths. Um, uh, but once everyone's vaccinated, maybe I should no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I do feel like I get very excited like that. Um and uh some sometimes they leave it in, sometimes we end it out. Um but it's it's I get the urge though. It's it's hard not to be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Like you and and then want literally everyone on the planet to try it and to agree with you. Um so, but sometimes though, when we're shooting, like before we decide on a place, I will bring uh the crew. Uh, just so I can kind of get that validation before we actually go shoot there. Because um, I just want everyone to be as obsessed with whatever the dish is as I am.
0: And you're not worried about them getting the itis? Where they're just like, all right, Jen, we'll shoot the shot, though I'm a little full right now and we need to get some coffee somewhere. Has uh, that I happened? Guess,
1: no, actually, no. Like, um, maybe after one shoot when we were all eating cookies, uh, it was like sugar overload. But no, I think they're kind of uh, troopers. And um, they enjoy eating as much as I do. So, so it's a good, it's a good team.
0: And I'll start to wrap up. I know you've given a lot of time already. Um, Did it feel natural to be on air talent or did you have an adjustment period? I mean, natural. I don't know. Um,
1: I feel like, I mean I always get nervous. I get nervous to do at anything um on camera, but I feel like I've just become more comfortable with being nervous if that makes sense. Like sure. it's like I'm always going to feel like this like oh god, like I might mess up or whatever, but then I was just like okay, what's the worst that can happen? All right, you mess up. It's okay. You know what I mean? Like I just kind of look at it that way and and try to be comfortable in that like anxious state um which is which has helped me, but I don't I don't think it comes uh naturally. I'll just say it that way.
0: Wait, hey, um, right across from No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm at, talking as like, you know, we're like homies. Right across from Macaulay, yeah. have you ever eaten at Tasty Garden when yes, it was open? Yes, of course I have. Yes.
1: yes, They had that amazing eggplant hot pot. Did you ever have that there? Yes, absolutely. Yes, it was so good. The Szechuan uh, eggplant hot pot. That was my favorite thing to get there. I loved that place. Yeah.
0: All right, tell everyone, if the aliens came, And they said, take me to the Chinese spot. I'm like, dude, it's this tasty garden. And you got to try like the steamed pork with with salted egg yolk. Yeah. I I mean, I I was so sad when they changed over to a different chef. And then it became like, I I forget the name. But uh, why would a restaurant so successful like that? I don't know if you have any insider baseball information on that. Why would they close? Because that was like a busy, dope Amazing family restaurant. Yeah, did they actually also open another
1: location on Atlantic? I thought they had. Yeah, it's, maybe... it's
0: whack. Oh yeah, my it, god. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. wasn't
1: the same. Wasn't as good. Um, I haven't been you know, to just...
0: Arcadia one either.
1: Okay, I, I have not either. Um, but I don't. I actually don't know. I mean, there's so many different circumstances that could prompt someone to have to close or or change chefs or owners. Um, maybe something happened with the family. Again, I don't. I don't know. Um, oh, okay. but there's, so, yeah, there are so many reasons behind why someone might, might do that. So I don't want to speculate, but I was incredibly sad when that happened. Um, and I, and I do miss that food.
0: Yeah. It was the one of the most amazing, I mean, there's one point where, uh, my dad, Chinese snob, you know, he had built a relationship because he was so fond of the chefs. Like they could like the pig knuckle mm-hmm. for him. And I was just like, Oh my God, my snobby dad just became a humble, subservient fan (laughs) of the restaurant. And you know, Chinese people love money. So I don't get why Tasty Garden would have shut. And there were a lot of people don't know this. If you go to like Bacali or Tasty Garden, if you drive all the way to the 66, if you get milk tea or honey, lemon tea, ice lemon tea, it's, it's unlimited. Yeah. So you pay for that $5. You, you know, yes. <laughs> which yes, you which for us <laughs> accustomed to Asian food, like five dollars for a drink. Where 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 are you at? But it's unlimited, you know. Yeah. Uh, um. Whatever happened to Forking Amazing?
1: Oh, that was. That was. Um, did you mean the podcast or the pop up dinner the, series?
0: The, the, po- the podcast. Sorry, like one of the. No, episodes- no, that's okay.
1: They were called the same thing. So okay. um, Uh. That was just something I did with a friend of mine at the time for fun, Uh, and then it—you know—I think we both got really busy with our day jobs, and it just—and we just didn't have time to do it anymore. But but that was a really really fun fun podcast.
0: Yeah, did they cut out like muted when you the one episode that I saw was the pizza one? Well, no, you had several pizza ones, I do believe. We but ate a lot of they, pizza. Right. Did did you guys mute the waveform when you guys would chew and eat the pizza?
1: You know, we had people in a in the booth uh, controlling the sound. So they might have done that. I oh, don't Okay. Uh, we didn't uh me and Dom, my co-host, we didn't do it on our end. So if if they did I can't remember, but if they did that, it would have been something that the producer did in, in the in the booth. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because I was astonished. I'm like, how are they like proper quiet and uh <laughs>
1: They must have, because I'm an, I'm a loud eater. So they, they must have, and I have like, I have jaw issues. So sometimes it clicks, like they probably were like, Jen is so like, we have to mute that. That's probably actually what happened. They definitely did that on purpose. Yeah.
0: Okay. Last, last thing. And and, and you've given a lot of time. Um, I am insecure when it comes to slurping. Uh, Whether, whether if it's um, ramen or even if it's a Chinese soup with noodles, but the but the feeling uh, of taste really is different when you slurp. So do you just slurp away in front of people when you're having ramen, or are you judicious? Because with me, if it's like if I see a bunch of people that are slurping their asses off, then i will get down and do it. But if I'm around families, females, it's like, I really should slurp this, but I'm not going to slurp this. So how are you oh, when it comes to that? I,
1: I slurp. I slurp away. I, I feel like if I, I just, I feel like I shouldn't eat with people who I can't slurp around. <laughs> but but um that's one thing though. I feel like uh, just like eating or being loud and, and kind of really enjoying my food or eating with my hands. Like that's something I'm very comfortable with. Um, and I feel like if you have a problem with it,
0: that's your problem.
1: <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I say slurp away. Um You do you and definitely slurp.
0: Okay, a you quick fire ones, uh, ribeye or fillet? Oh, ribeye. hundred
1: okay, percent good.
0: good. Uh, crab or lobster? Crab. Well, oh, okay. I, I please please expound on why crab. I think because for, for I us think part Chinese can... people, it's like instrumental.
1: Well, I think from, I mean, just there's so many crab dishes I love, and I make crab cakes all the time um blue crab hand rolled. I don't know. I just I just immediately thought of like 10 crab things I like to eat. I do like lobster. Um but I just crab crab. The chili crab from um Singapore. Oh my gosh. Yes, uh but uh specifically um Oh my gosh, what's that restaurant? It was in Starry Kitchen. Oh my god. That was reason enough for crab. Um yeah, crab crab for me.
0: Rice or bread? Rice. Like, like that. That sounds like it's not even a choice. No, it's
1: it's not even a choice. I I, I could give up bread, but I could not
0: give up rice. Never. Sandwich, sandwiches or pizza. Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh well, the, the three you said earlier was chicken, pizza, and oh, I'm shocked. Yeah, but I like I
1: love like I love Italian sub sandwiches, like love them. Like one of my favorite stories I've ever done or list was an italian sub list that came out like a year ago for the times and it, that was like such a joy to research just driving around eating italian sub sandwiches i just um i i just love them so yeah sandwiches
0: mixed drink or boba
1: mixed meaning drink. like alcohol yeah mixed drink that's not oh, okay. fair though
0: <laughs> is that like asking someone Okay, or okay. At, there's
1: a there's a I, I would say both because there's a place called EPNLP in West Hollywood that does a cocktail with with boba. Um and so I would say both.
0: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
1: It's actually okay. in it's in the bucket list episode, the wing episode. That's the drink we're drinking when we have wings at EPNLP. That's the that, that,
0: boozy boba drink. Where you guys were outdoor? Yes, yeah. Okay. I, I got to get there. What are they still in business or holding forward?
1: I think they're still in business. You know, they changed the menu and the concept a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's still Southeast Asian food. Um, and I use that term broadly, but, um, I, I think at some point they're going to go back to their original menu, but I do think they're still doing the cocktails though.
0: Now do you offer like consultations or writing gigs for other people before you pass out like your Instagrams or or YouTube channels? Do you do 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 any type of consultations for people? Like, do you teach writing on the side?
1: Oh, uh, no,
0: I don't. Um,
1: uh, I I don't. Uh, But I did recently uh, volunteer to be a mentor for some, some women who were just kind of trying to get back into the workforce uh, just because they were recently unemployed due to the pandemic. Um, But that, I think that was, that was like, journalism and like overall career advice. Um, but no, I, I do not, uh, consult or teach a a writing class.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Well, well, what are your, or your, your social handles so people can get a hold of you in case they want to pick your brain about recommendations or anything else?
1: so yes because of that uh actress named jen harris uh my <laughs> social uh my instagram and twitter not on twitter a lot but instagram handle is j-e-n-n underscore harris which is h-a-r-r-i-s underscore asian unfiltered on apple podcast and itunes <laughs>